Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everybody? Hitachi266 here. Welcome back for another week of the GZ Chop Shop. Once again, got the gang together. And today we have with us a special host. Now, for the past few weeks, I have brought on streamers from far and wide. But today I decided to bring on someone of the unsung hero category. The moderators. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome, Ashix. Ash, what is up, buddy? Did you like your cheesy intro? I loved it. See? Thank you. I know. Fantastic intro. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. See? (laughs) I I know Bird is over there gritting his teeth, just like, just just get it over with. Smidge, smidge and a half. (laughs) But no, uh, Ash is filling in today for Bullet SpongeBob, who is not able to join us. Um, RIP Bullet Sponge. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't actually die. He's not he's dead. Just, he's not dead. He's just he's, at work. He's just he's just working. He's 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 doing adult things today. So, so he's dying on the inside. That's what you're yeah, trying to say. Yeah, he's probably dying on the inside. He's dying on the inside. But that's okay. We have Ash today, and Ash is. It, it's really good to have Ash on. Um, first of all, welcome to the show, Ash. Uh, it's, it's really good to have you because we always have the view from the streamers and we usually get to highlight the streamers but i know that the moderators really kind of get you know they're like in the back they're like just on the shelf collecting dust so it's it's really good to get a different perspective of from the people that support the twitch streamers so so real quick ash tell us what it's like being a moderator on the twitch platform uh it's pretty complicated actually um, I'm only a moderator for two streams, and only one of them is actually active, being TK's. Mm-hmm. Um, the only part that's really complicated about it is because there's a very fine line between going too far and not going far enough. Yeah. I mean, you've seen plenty of times we've had conversations where someone pops in a chat and says something kind of teetering on the edge of, should I delete this from chat, should I not? Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah, and you know, I get <laughs> to me. Yeah, I get, I get exactly what you mean because one of the big things, and we've talked about this on the podcast, um, is when people will come in and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, I'm about to stream in exactly t minus fifteen seconds. Uh, it would be so cool if you guys could just pop in." And it's like, uh, like <laughs> I, 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 I get you might be on that struggle bus. I really, really do, but. As a mod, I can't let you just come in here and promo. I mean, it's no different than if you went to a club, 
like on its opening day and you go, oh, wow, this is a nice club. I just opened my club <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to bring up the fact of one of your streams. It was a while ago, right? Mm -hmm. Dude just kind of came into your stream and said the N-word. Oh, right. Man. But not the, hey, we're black and <laughs> together, <laughs> N-word. <laughs> yeah. The one that got me in a lot of trouble a few times for wanting to punch somebody because they called me that yeah. N-word. And, and where you're just like, where you, you, you know to keep a healthy chat, especially on Twitch, and this is why I say that moderators are the unsung heroes because they're the first line of defense. And then they're also the ones that have to like deal with that troll or trolls directly. Like you're putting yourself out there to defend the streamer. So the streamer can keep on with the show. So the streamer doesn't, you know, lose their focus. They can focus on their things. And that's where it's like, you know, you're literally the bodyguards of, of Twitch. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna start calling myself yeah. a bodyguard. Yeah, see, that's exactly because that's what it is. <laughs> You're mean, a bodyguard that is Twitch. Absolutely fair, bro. Yeah, and and uh, I strongly believe that streamers are not successful without their moderators. Um, I definitely only got to where I'm at because I had my moderators backing me. Um, I know channels like the Bullet Maiden and TK and Soulbound Leather. They deeply appreciate their mods they're always talking about how amazing their mods are and this is just a, a fact of you know being a streamer you need mods and mods help you craft the image that you're trying to set they also help set the standard for the community um and a lot of times trolls will come in and what they do is they wait and if they don't see a green sword pop up then they know okay the only line of defense you got is you yourself and then you've got to waste time dealing with me. And by then, I've already spread my poison. Um, Actually, it's funny you say that. That's why I have a second account. Oh, wow. Really? That is 100% that is why I have a second account. Because I'll notice a few people come in the chat, and they'll chat for a second, and they'll see a green sword pop up, whether it's my name or someone else's name, and they'll stop chatting completely. Mm -hmm. Or they'll leave the channel. Uh, actually, I saw that today. <laughs> um <laughs> So a lot of the times when you see me get on my second account or you see someone with another name pop up that has something related to Ash, in yep. it, it's sometimes more than likely me. And I'm doing that on purpose to see, okay, the, you know, the cat's away. Mm -hmm. Let's see how many mice will, you know, play. Come out and play. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a, that's actually really, really smart. I, 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 I like that idea. Might have to start implementing that. Hey, burn, write that one down. <laughs> I, Man, <laughs> half the time I'm not down. even in your stream anymore. But that's fine because then, you know, it'll work. So when you pop up and they'd be like, oh, burn's not around. And then we can see what really happens. But this is but this is exactly true. Like the fact that you brought that up proves that trolls, they sit and they lie in wait um, and the, the mods are they're the first line of defense to, to taking these things down because the streamer has to focus on what they're doing and the one thing that they want to do is ruin that image of you while you're live they want to see what gets under your skin and how to trigger you so that your whole feng shui just blows up and then gets thrown the fuck off yeah and then like three months later you find yourself on a YouTube video that you didn't even know you were a part of 
So, like, it's frustrating because, like, A, these people are like, oh, well, I could get away with it. I don't see the mod. I don't see the mod. Or whatever. And some mods aren't really vocal, right? Yeah. They wait to see how the chat goes. And then if it's going sideways, hey, let me go ahead and address this shit now before some some other shit happens. Like some off the, off the wall outlandish shit happens. Yeah, before it gets too like out of hand. Like that guy. Like that guy that said the N-word to you. Like, hey, what the fuck? Like, why are you saying this shit? You know what? Fuck this. You're getting blocked. Right. Yep. And dude came back with another like with another account and was like, oh, da 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 spreading like all the hate and discontent saying how Oh, people were being unfair. People were being unjust in this chat. All this other shit. But really, it's because you're going around calling people the word that rhymes with trigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like anywhere else in this world, I'd beat your fucking ass for that. Right. But because See, you're that on is a computer a... screen, I can't say shit. Yeah. That is a problem, though. Some mods do really, really abuse the power that they actually have. See, if you think about it, if a mod really wanted to, they could purge your entire chat, turn it into slow mode, then ban every single person within 10 seconds. Yeah. It'd it be yep. easy as hell for me to do it, so I know anyone else can do it. <laughs> um, I've gotten a lot of times where... I don't where... have the time or mental energy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a lot of spots where I'll put in a rule in place and run it by the streamer who you know put the rule in place for and we'll go back three or four days later and actually rescind the rule completely because it could violate someone else's personal interests mm-hmm. you know we were banning certain words from someone's channel to not be used because they could start huge arguments well someone came in that channel attempted to use a word in a non-argumentative way just to express themselves and the, and the word was actually blocked <laughs> and they were like what? Oh yeah, what yeah. What's going on? I, I, I think Itachi knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, and it, it's it, it it sparked a, a not like hostile conversation, but it sparked conversation because the the person that came in, they're well known in the channel, and they're actually very supportive, very friendly, and they it's that's their personality, that's, right? That's their yeah. persona. That's how they communicate. So it's the equivalent of you know if i came to you guys and called you like you know a dumb son of a bitch you guys would know okay he's being humorous compared to uh, a i random... take high offense to that <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wait, compared to like, is it like me saying the word mitches exactly we know <laughs> we know what it means to us and we're just like haha you know it's funny to us where someone else would be like you know, King Rufus says, like, I take high offense to that. I am very much offended. And that's where the fine line is because you take a risk and you permit those words because you know that this person uses them naturally to express themselves. It's almost as if a rapper is literally writing their rap. You don't think too anything about the words they're using. You're just like, okay, that's the lyrics of the song. And then you get someone who comes in and uses it in a hostile manner and then it's like okay now we're back at the problem we had before <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you're damned if you do damned if you don't 
Yeah, it's one of those things where certain topics and certain words can be triggering to a very select few people. Um, especially nowadays with the whole snowflake thing going on. Oh. How everyone <laughs> kind of has their own special bubble and it can't be popped by anybody. Yeah. My job is to pop bubbles. That's why I have a sword. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so, when those people come in a chat... I'll kind of monitor chat to make sure that, you know, like one, you know, certain things about certain topics don't get said. Someone came in our chat talking about President Trump and I was like, hey, listen, it does not matter if one or two (laughs) or three or four or the whole chat agrees with you right now. You need to stop because this is political discussion. Yeah, that could get way out of hand super quick. Very, very quick. So it's like things like that are easier to shut down. But when people are having actual conversations and you start seeing the words that they use and kind of their attitude start to take a shift mm-hmm. is when that line comes up you're like shit <laughs> yeah what do i do do i stop it do i let it go and then stop it if it gets too far and how far is too far and how far is too far and then those that like you know they just come in real quick they don't even stay they just drop a stupid line and leave and it's yeah, just no crumbs rail allowed uh, and they watch yeah. the mushroom cloud effect <laughs> Yeah, and then they're just, yeah, because somebody usually bites the, you know, takes the bait or they come in pretending to not know each other and they just start to chain of People find loopholes all the time. They figure out different ways. Uh, and it, it, is, it just becomes, this is why, you know, people are always know like, you know, oh, Twitch, Twitch's chat is, 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 is so toxic. And I get it. It's also due to the age of Twitch that people are established they know how to get in and out this is going to happen on any platform youtube has it too twitch is just well known for it because it's a live platform give it time mixer will have this problem too right now yes they got that lockdown hammer you know and the community's doing good at batting it away but they're gonna find a way they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're gonna i find think a way. any of course any form of streaming or any social media in general will just automatically turn toxic in one way shape or form no matter what it is who it is mm-hmm. eventually it's trolls out there and weirdos and whatever else are they're just gonna <laughs> the, the the basement dwellers it, yeah, exactly the, the guy who has nothing better to do with his time than to go into somebody's stream and go into their chat and say something, you know, rude or offensive. And I can almost guarantee that 99.9% of them probably don't even feel that way. Mm-hmm. They just want to see what's going to happen because, exactly. you know, it's, yeah. they, they have a joker mentality where they just like to watch the world burn. Yep. Right. I mean, I have that mentality, but the type of people who I see more commonly than the destructive type are the people who just want to voice their opinion, whether it be political, religious, or topics that are widely discussed in media mm-hmm. uh, you, you know so those people when they really want to express themselves and they really want to get somewhere and make a point known they will find a way it doesn't matter if it takes them one day or four days to come into your channel they will figure they out will a figure way out. to bypass your rules to get a point across yeah it's kind of like solicitation somebody mm-hmm. wants to knock at your door yeah. but you got a sign you know, they'll figure out a way to get around that <laughs> sign. They'll away. still do it anyways. Hey, can I borrow sugar? Also, do you want to buy this? <laughs> you want to buy this vacuum cleaner? Like, son of a bitch, he got me. Exactly. You, know, Hitachi, you. you have a pretty active chat. Like, mm-hmm. most most of your streams, your chat is actually very active. But I will say this. It's managed to say, and I'm, I, I'm always kind of around, 
and watching, <laughs> even if I'm not chatting. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, other than razzing you, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty okay. Like, you know, as far as the people in there, I've never really seen too many problems with yours. So, I mean, like I, I said, other than razzing the hell out of you. Yeah. So I have my own <laughs> yeah. personal theory on that one. Um, and I, I'm more, I'm definitely opening this up to the floor on your guys' opinion. So why I think besides having my mods, uh, I've been able so far to go under the radar of the razzing is because of who is watching me. So with Twitch, everybody has their own identity. Everybody has their own name. You can't tell from the name. If you've just come in the gender of people at all unless they somehow in their name you were like oh you your name is so-and-so i'm gonna go with a 90 percent chance that you're a guy or a 90 percent chance that you're a girl but mr. you don't manly muscles mr manly muscles <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually Ooh, she's, yeah. actually oh, she's right. a she's a she's a you know 30 year old mom sitting at home and with that name <laughs> <laughs> but what i think uh. is benefiting my chat is uh who is watching me and the mentality that they have a lot of the people when they scroll through you know they probably skip me because they're like oh one you're a guy not interested two you're not that high on the board not interested um and those that do watch me they know the kind of atmosphere i have and if if anything this is just pure fact and it's more humorous fact to me than anything the females run my chat (laughs) that they do the females run my chat and it's a comfort thing. So pretty much anyone coming in is pretty much just lost. And they're like, what is going on in here? And they don't know who is who. So it's like, you know, I, they don't know the percentage. I know because I know who's watching, but they don't know the percentage of them that are, are females. And the way the conversation goes, they're just probably like reading and watching. Like there is no way to interject here because we can't tell if this is already a troll chat or what. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it also has to do with the viewers that I have. I have an amazing viewership and they all, the, the humor we carry never gets to a point where it's uncomfortable. Um, it's, it's all great humor. And like I say, I'm, I'm pretty sure in my early moments in my like last year when i was just really getting traction i did deal with trolls i had like fake donations i had the n-bomb dropped a couple of times uh i can't say exactly at the point when i started noticing a more of a positive shift um um i can when would you say the the shift really really happened after you left here oh for my little for my trip Yep. I got, yeah, I yeah, guess I could see that. Because you've been positive since I've, you know, since I joined you on this journey that you're on. As, you know, like, <laughs> I guess so, like the last, what, six months or whatever? Yeah. You know, and it's it's been mostly positive every time I, I pop in and, you know, I'm watching at work. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think when there's more positivity going on and people can't gauge, like, who your viewers are, like, the general, you know 
average of what your viewership is it, it's a little bit easier to keep the trolls at bay um which is that's where the case right. it sucks for the females because you can't hide you know unless you're not on camera that you're you're a female so they have to combat it way more than than i would so yeah i can see that so yeah um but that is definitely a rabbit hole conversation we can probably dive into forever because we already know twitch and just streaming platforms in itself is a pandora's box uh, <laughs> <laughs> so first up because it came out i we've been talking about it pretty much for months before its release i did finally get to play hands-on with it so i do want to give my quick spiel on it death stranding now before the game mm -hmm. came out it had divisive reviews up and down i'm gonna say from my personal standpoint the time i played i enjoy the game i thoroughly enjoy the game and this is why um the the amount of i guess you could say detail that was put into this game is very very noticeable i mean subtle details that a lot of games just ignore uh, and, and it's really funny because I joked about it on stream. I was joking about like the whole bathroom system on Death Stranding. Yeah. But I mean, let, let's be realistic. We, we know Hideo Kojima pretty much makes realistic games. And he implemented a way for going to the bathroom to be useful in the game. I mean, I'm I mean, sorry. It's just like, but in a game... No, I, it gets rid of toxins and all that. Yeah, but they, like we said before, PDO. Uh huh. <laughs> like we said before, Hideo Kojima, how his mind works when it comes to him building up his games is always going to be a cluster, basically. You're. To say you didn't expect something like that from Hideo Kojima would be a lie. Yes, this is this is like, actually very very true, and you can tell from what a lot of people were. I could get, I guess, frustrated of with care and responsibility. Yeah, and they were frustrated calling it like a, a walking simulator. A lot of people were calling it a walking simulator, and this is where I believe this. He was clearly drawing a dividing line between the types of gamers that are that are out there um because death stranding is not an instant return reward kind of game this game it means it wants you to explore the world it wants you to find the easter eggs it wants you to use your brain to figure out how to solve certain problems like crossing the terrain a lot of people are like oh you know you're just delivering packages from a to b yes but if you actually play the game and you deal with the enemies it's it's also stealth based you've got pretty much an unspoken well it is kind of spoken but you don't realize how much it affects you until you play the game a weight system so it's like yeah you yeah, can load up you his, play that that weight system is that that weight system is realistic it seems very difficult it is very realistic and if you look at the the way that sam the character played by norman reedus traverses the terrain going over hills going you know through valleys and you watch his body movements he responds as if you were actually going through those terrain how you would in real life and it's the little details like that that you know shows just how much work 
and effort was put into this. And it's like, yeah, you can look at it as like a, okay, I'm just gonna run through here, deliver this, run back. You can try that. <laughs> you, you, you will fail miserably and you will miss out on so much of the game. So if you're looking for an experience that I feel has a lot of replayability, it is, I won't say it's necessarily slow paced, but it is, if you were thinking about playing Death Stranding, this is the time to play it because people haven't found everything out about the game yet. This is the time to play it. This is right. this is like that the, the article I put up where it's like there's those games that you need to play right when they come out before the internet has time to pick it apart and tell the world everything about it. This is one of those games. And despite so many people going, uh, 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 the internet is already diving into it and pulling it apart. So if you want well, to play it, this is the time to play it. Get it while it's fresh. And this is what it is. It's completely fresh. It's a fresh experience. There's nothing about, in my opinion, there's nothing about the game that's predictable. It's well, Tachi, uh, you have to stream it every day so I can watch you play it because I'm an idiot and have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've had this conversation. We told you about PlayStation how long ago. Yeah, but uh, but overall, from what from what I can see, and I think this goes for a lot of open world type games, is that you know you have to get out there right away and and find everything. Otherwise, the internet will ruin it for you. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you well, know, there's I, people that have speed like runs I, that, I think that's game. why I the, my first time through. I know I talk about the damn game too much. Is the first time I played through Red Dead Two. I rushed it and I beat the game in like three, three and a half days um, because I wanted to get through the story just so everybody else wouldn't ruin the story for me because mm-hmm. I was I was trying to actually beat out the streamers and, you know, other like content creators who were, you know, creating, you know, two to three videos a day and as well as live streaming the game. And I was yep. like trying to beat them to the end of the story just so I just so you could even, enjoy it. Even if I stayed off of Twitter and I stayed out of YouTube, all these other things, I know that I would still would have had it ruined. Yeah. And I totally get that right. because with Death Stranding, it came out. People still were able to play it before the, you know, projected actual release day hit. So, yeah, I totally get it. It was like I couldn't watch certain streams. I couldn't even. So here's how bad it was. Because I'm on a stream team, my channel automatically hosts people. I had to be careful even going on my own damn channel if I was hosting someone (laughs) because they were freaking playing Death Stranding before it came out or when I wasn't streaming. And I'm like, God dang it, I can't even edit my channel because you are playing the freaking game that I want to play. And you're probably at a point that I'm not at, at or if you found some secret that I haven't found it, you know. It, it totally takes away it's like robbing yourself of an experience um and right. this is a game where it's meant for you to enjoy that experience and like i said it's completely different right now from most of the the stuff that's out there and i think that's what people were scared of a lot of people fear change to what is their norm right now what is the norm for games first person shooters battle royales even the action game yep. market has been like in flux. So even those people, even that community has their set expected standards. And then here comes Hideo Kojima like, 
<laughs> Fuck your standards. Here you go. Well, I think that's what we were, you know, a lot of what we were talking about last week, where the game just isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think that there's, because I know a lot of people out there that just from what I've seen of the game won't enjoy it. Like there's, there's nothing for them there, <laughs> you know, because, me. because it is slower paced. <laughs> what was that, Ash? As an example, me. I've, yeah, looked, okay. I've looked into it extensively as much as I can. I've watched streams of it, and I, it's, it's it's not something that I would enjoy playing, like in the slightest. And I, I would get, I totally get that. so to me, that game is the fucked up brainchild of what everybody was hoping to see <laughs> with Metal Gear. Pretty much. <laughs> you know what? So I can get behind sense. that. I can totally get behind that. <laughs> it's. Because people were expecting this Metal Gear Solid game when it was initially announced, right? And then they saw the baby. And that was the first thing that threw people off. They're like, why the fuck is there a kid in here? <laughs> and then as you got more information, people were sitting there looking like, hey, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. So some people... Well, the baby like, concept is pretty messed up. So here's right. my question. And, and I just want to touch on this real quick. Now... A lot that's another you know hair razor for some people they're like oh my gosh there's a baby oh my gosh you know why there's certain aspects of the game that are just i i can't get behind that but look at the just some of the games we have in our gaming history oh, man i mean it's not bully <laughs> gta modern warfare well okay okay <laughs> Okay. No, I'm not. Fuck I'm not that. saying that. Like the topics that you're going into. I think the you know because I don't even know the full concept behind the baby because when you were streaming that part, I was at work, and so like I was like trying to pay attention but couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't understand the full reason of why Norman Reedus has a baby strapped to his chest. Strapped to his chest. It's not other as, than because I as did bad see as people make it make it sound either. No, but I like I did see. Like I don't want to give out like spoilers in case somebody hasn't bought the game yet, but I did see him get the baby and then put the baby on, but I don't know why the baby. Is there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, so, I, I think right. it's just that's just the it's just a, a concept that uh, a lot of people you know have with how you know they view games. It's just how we've been programmed to consume games and how we're programmed and what to expect. I feel like if Death Stranding had came out before, like a long time ago, before standards were really established, that would not have been so much out of the norm. I I disagree. Right? Well, so think back to the game Ico, right? Ico had a bunch of controversy behind it when it was around this girl and people was like all right what's the point of this girl then when they found out the point of the girl they were like that's super fucked up why are you dragging this woman around doing all these things and having to deal with monsters and shit like that i feel like no matter what people are going to focus on what a person looks like over the significance to the story and gameplay that individual is right because the baby plays a huge significance to how you deal with things in the game, correct? Yeah. 
Right. But people don't see that. They see, oh my God, it's a baby. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Right? So I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'd agree. But at the same time, uh, Ico, still being a good example, is now considered a cult classic. It's like one of the oh, classic of games that, you know, they're like in high demand. And that's basically what's going to happen. Death Stranding at this point, that's at its start, is going to catch that backlash. In about 10 years time, it's going to be, oh my gosh, this was one of the greatest games ever. It was a cult classic. It's, you know, that's, that's I give anything. it I give it three years before it's a cult classic. Yep. I give it the start of the new systems, right? Once the systems get all nice and oriented towards however you want to look at it. Yeah. When gaming that's on when consoles we... isn't crap. Continue. <laughs> Fair enough. I like I how you like threw once... that in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, slide it in there. It's all good. Especially Xbox. Pause. <laughs> Sorry, King Rufus. <laughs> hey, I'm I, I I'm I think I'm I'm done. You know, I've I've bought in every Xbox console since Xbox, and I've been really really happy with it until Xbox One. But it's like that's this is what I bought, so this is I'm not gonna go out and spend you know several hundred more dollars for a PS4 at the end of the PS4's life cycle. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sure. Um, and especially with you know everyone's wondering like hey what are the prices of consoles coming out and are they going to stay the same are they going to go up in price are they going to you know what what's what's happening from here on is it going to be worth it uh which actually is good because it can lead into our next topic of uh stadia um which which is its own beast but to kind of kind of touch on it a little bit it's like how are people consuming their games um and right now you've got the quote-unquote war between you know pcs consoles and all that and now it seems like they're trying to blur that line by introducing crossplay and you know like hey we can all you know play together in this happy little go lucky feel hey by the way buy our console when it comes out next year so when when they announce all these these consoles and they're like hey here's the ps5 you know here's the here's the xbox uh all of these games that came before they're now going to be on our greatest hit list they're they're classics so why don't we just make one base system because this is kind of brings to memory the what was it that rumored system that they were talking about between playstation and xbox i think they were supposed to have like oh come yeah together. i forgot about that yeah they were supposed to have come together and make like this super system and it just never happened i was like well no it, and that's never going to happen yeah like that's it, a loss of money it, not only even that if, you have conflicting titles that too right and you know, and I think the one thing that, I mean, the thing the thing that like makes me regret buying an Xbox One instead of buying a PS4 is the exclusives. Yep. Like the PS4 exclusives list is so much more vast and better <laughs> in yeah. every single way. They're than... more tailored to the teenager dash older adult kind of play style and thinking and mentality. 
in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Xbox, Xbox One X has nothing to, to offer that the PS4 can't do. Yeah, see, and that's where PC comes into play. Because PC, <laughs> you still get those P- PS4 games. Most of them. So, some of them. Xbox, you get all of them because it's Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They're all on Microsoft, so they're all on PC. The problem is consoles will always be inferior to PCs in no matter what way you look at it. Now, I'm not one of those people that are like, fuck consoles, but I don't like consoles. I've had them uh, literally for my entire life. I started gaming on the Atari and I bought every single console, either received for Christmas or whatever, all the way up to the Xbox One. That's when I built my first PC and that's when I stayed PC. I mean, it's it's easier. The components are upgradable for a lot cheaper than buying a new system every year and the games are more reliable as they're being able to be patched much quicker i mean perfect example is the new ps what five coming out now ps5 is that, mm-hmm. that that's that's the, one? that's the one that's supposed to come out yeah yeah everyone's like oh it's gonna display in 75 hertz no it's not the ps5 is going to put out 75 hertz but your tv needs to make sure that your tv can handle 75 hertz that's right. a, my TV that's cannot. <laughs> right, that, yeah, that's a big thing for people, and it's like, dude, I'm sitting here with about a thousand dollars into my PC now. No, no, never mind. <laughs> that's a dwarf number. Anywho, mm-hmm. my uh, I'm running 144 hertz. Now, obviously, that's overkill. Your eyes can't recognize anything over 60, right? Wrong. You can feel the hertz difference. Response times get faster. Input delay gets shorter. Everything everything right. works in conjunction to make gaming just smoother. And that's where consoles largely lack, in my opinion. So, I'm glad you brought up, you know, the superiority of, of PC. And I've no, I know a lot of people are, you know, they've gone PC. And once they've gotten acclimated to it, they tell me, like, hey, man, I can't go back to console. Um, and... Like, Ash, I've been console since as pretty much as far as I can remember, like the OG Nintendo and all the way up now to the PS4 leading into the the PS5. Um, I can dabble with both. I think where and this is for me personally, why I haven't gone full PC is because for some reason, the console to me has just felt more convenient. It may not pack the power, but it's more convenient because if I go like right now, you know, I'm at my PC, my gaming PC, the room it's in is where it stays. That's that's it. (laughs) I am I am committed to that room. Whereas like, you know, my friends come over, I can. Oh, let me go grab my PlayStation, unplug it from my desk, take it downstairs, put it in. And I could take it virtually, you know, anywhere I can plug it in and, you know, play on the TV downstairs or in the basement or take it to my friend's house or take it with me on a trip and or throw it in your rack when you were in the Navy or throw it in my <laughs> rack and play it in my rack when I was in the Navy. <laughs> but with the PC, that's, that's literally impossible. I know a lot of people are going to go, but they got those gaming laptops. Now those things, you might as well get a console in my personal opinion, because they yep. are not those suck. Yeah, they are not. You know, when, I, when I'm saying PC They're... gaming, I'm meaning desktop gaming, not laptop laptops. Right. Are a waste of money they are a money sink you will spend money to put them into it and you will get the same lifespan as a console without the power of a pc yep. now i have built a desktop computer 
inside of a 13 by 8 briefcase. Water cooled the whole thing. Only used one power cord to plug it in the wall. Everything else was mobile. The keyboard slid out from underneath the case. The monitor was attached to the back of the case. All you did was just lift up the monitor. And it had a perforated tempered glass top to allow some heat to escape from the water cooling area. Now that PC, under 100% load for five hours, ran at 63 degrees Celsius max, which I don't know if y'all know that or not, but that's actually a really good temperature. Very, very good, in fact. And it had an i7 9700K. It had a 2080 SLI. So it was packing a punch. I'm not going to go through and name everything because that takes way too long. But it was packing a whopping punch. And it was more mobile than anything I've ever built in my life. And the network card in it is four times to five times better than our consoles. Did so you like fly with that thing? I'm sitting here, I'm listening to the bill, and I'm like, was he able to fly with that thing? Close. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> there's no way that's getting on. But like literally though, the most expensive part with, of that build was paying, well, in his case, paying me to build it because of how much it took to actually put it inside of a briefcase, get everything buckled down to where it won't move at all. Because nothing could move in that build. Because if anything moves, it shifts, and it comes unconnected, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, you, you're basically shit out of luck, unless you know what you're doing. You know, I had easy remove clips in place and whatnot, where you break the clips once, and you can't put them back, so you need another bag of clips to replace it. So I built it properly. And uh, that's been about two years, or I think a year now. And he loves it to death. He takes it on vacations. He does whatever the hell he needs to do. It's basically a laptop, but full power of a desktop. It's amazing. So the thing is, <clears throat> once again, where convenience comes in, how many people have the skill set, the know-how, or the money to pay the one person they may know <laughs> that can do that? See, and that's, that's what Whoa. intimidates me about PC is... I don't have that set of skills and uh, I don't have the time nor do I want to spend the time to learn how to do all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a, a lot of the barrier to and so, like, gaming for, is the price. For me, and it's, it's definitely like the upfront initial investment of a gaming PC. Oh yeah. You know, because like that's the that's a hell of a cost you know like i i chipped in uh last month for uh one of my friends to um you know build his own pc for his birthday for his 30th birthday he wanted to build a new pc and so got all of us together and you know i i chumped, i chipped in a good chunk of change and i didn't even make a dent <laughs> good grief i mean i i can put it for you simply i recently like i'm talking last week replace my motherboard my cpu and my ram just three things three vital components but three things nonetheless the most expensive thing was the cpu second was the motherboard third was the ram ram is pretty cheap as long as you know where to buy it and etc etc i used none of my connections for this as i've lost all my connections because i haven't really been building pcs very much anymore um total price 880 dollars yeah, now, it's... for 500 bucks more, you'd get the graphics card that I have. And then for 50 bucks, you'd get the PSU. So, to build a strong, I mean, 
a strong gaming desktop right now you would minimum need a thousand dollars minus a screen minus keyboard minus mouse so you're reasonably looking at at least a fourteen hundred dollar gaming rig i mean total which uh, right now a lot of people probably think of hearing that number except for people that know and they're in the pc community they're like oh that's that's pretty steep but once it's built and this is the thing this is a crucial thing that you know kind of keeps people from the move once it's built that's that's kind of it it's just a matter yeah. of swapping out the parts for way less if not equal to uh, a console and it's most what the graphics card which <laughs> if if that if honestly that, so you, if you think about it what every two years a new console is released right is it that is, about right uh, I mean, not, not not anymore not anymore how long do consoles usually last about now? five year shelf life yeah. five yeah. years shelf life. all right let's say five years now in five years computer technology multiplies by two would be an easy way to think about it so in about three years computer lifespan that's if you heavy game i'm talking maxing out your cards you know jacking up your performance as much as you can and overclocking to whatever you're trying to overclock to get three years would be a good lifespan for a piece of technology now three years that could be a cpu 300 bucks a graphics card 550 your ram may shit out once 80 bucks i mean small prices to pay but every time you replace something the catch 22 is that your system gets a lot stronger because you're replacing it with newer parts so within five years consoles like yeah we're finally getting to 75 hertz people on pcs like dude i dropped double the price of one console five years ago (laughs) i haven't played with 144 hertz for five years like come on catch up which is always how the uh, the whole back and forth starts (laughs) exactly but to play devil's advocate on that right because i completely agree with what you're saying i'm completely I mean, what you're saying yeah. for some people it's that time right some people are just like hey i don't have the time to build this or hey i don't have the funds to build this right yeah. anybody could do it but we're human and humans are lazy let's be <laughs> real here like oh oh no 1400 dollars in spending a week of my time to build this is way too much for me and me saying a week might be generous or might not be enough time don't quote me for on the that. average person i have no idea right it takes me so, three hours from scratch to build a pc right so <laughs> but you're also you I'm also well, have well versed know how yeah. you're well versed right yeah I, i'm I talking about your side job so yeah you got those like, normal 1400 into a PC or a hundred dollars at the strip club. Yeah, you know. we know where my money's going. <laughs> it's always strippers with you, huh? No, it mm-hmm. is not. I saw Itachi dancing on sugars, oh, God. diamonds, Can we not... cheetahs. Okay, that's what I get for even making a reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, what I get. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, but no, it's just at $1,400, they are thinking it's all thing. one lump sum. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I understand right. what you're saying. Uh, simplicity, portability, and affordability. Yeah. Those are the three things yep. that separate consoles from desktop gaming. 
Yeah. And also space, honestly. Yeah. You know, for me, I have my own apartment. I, I live alone. I don't have a dining room table. Instead, I have an eight foot desk that's three feet wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I, fit. I have a wife, I want desk. and she would kill me if. Uh, <laughs> I had anything. My like wife that. would murder me in my sleep if I didn't have a dining room table. I th- and you know like, what? Straight up in my sleep. It's really funny because I think that's also a factor that plays heavily into why a lot of guys stick with console. There are those where their wife is like okay with it as long as you keep it in your corner, and others who game right there by their sides where they can post these awesome pictures, but. For the most part, the average guy is in the situation that Rufus and Byrne are in, where the the wife is like, "Uh, no." <laughs> yeah, keep that keep that crap in your corner and don't move it. And don't if you do move, move it. it exactly. and I smell it. Like, you're dead. It's, it's exactly. like in a corner of my basement is like <laughs> mine, and there I have. Well, it's it, it actually is a pretty sweet setup because I have my regular, you know, high def TV, and then next to that I have my CRT for all my ancient uh, consoles. and you know but and i'm very proud of this setup he's very proud of it and then like and then i have my guitars there and everything else but it's all just kind of like in one little corner yeah right you know and then but then the rest of the house is purse everything else right (laughs) no you know it's just it makes normal especially when you're let's say let's say six years old you're starting a game if you're an average if you're an avid gamer Six-year-old, you'll probably start, meaning probably around eight, you'll get your first console for Christmas or something like that, for your birthday or whatever. So, about that age, you're not 100% sure what the hell to press on a computer to do what. You don't have the uh, tactile skills to go look it up and learn how to work a computer, how to build one, or how to get a job to buy one in general. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you start off at that age gaming on a console versus only, hitting a power button know. and we're going <laughs> right it's the only you know it takes a couple of clicks of a keyboard or controller to get where you want to go to start playing your favorite game so also another bracket i guess i could add in those three things would be age yeah and yeah. for me and, and this is just me a personal factor i find com- the computer game i find it too distracting because when I get on a computer, I multitask like crazy. Like oh, yeah. even before I started the podcast, I was doing something with the website. I was watching YouTube videos. I was listening to music. And then when I'm in the mood to play a game, I'm like, okay, I want to play this game. Okay, but this thing needs to do an update. Oh, let me check my email real quick. And then next thing you know, I'm like, what was I going to do again? Oh, I also yeah. have that fear that like... Because I have six screens at work. Um, <laughs> Good grief. I have, I have a lot of monitors. <laughs> I, I do a lot of things. You have with, screen fatigue, don't you? With numbers. Extreme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but, but at any given time, I have six screens up with different markets and other really boring uh, things that have to do with finance <laughs> <laughs> going on. And I, I, I could see myself like if I had a gaming PC that that would just end up happening to me at the house and I would just have a, a monstrous wall of screens everywhere that I go instead of just most places that I go. And then for you, it probably wouldn't feel like you actually left work at some point. Just... <laughs> no, cause I would, I, I can guarantee that I would still have tickers up and marker and markets up on 
mm-hmm. like two of the screens. Yep. Because I like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Which well, this is actually good because it leads right into what King Rufus was wanting to talk about. Uh, the Google Stadia. So pretty much, it seems like Google Stadia is trying. Uh, along when they first announced it, they 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 didn't hide the fact that they were saying, "Hey, this is going to be for your casual gamer." This is not for your heavy console gamers. This is definitely not for your PC gamers. This is for your casual gamer or someone that wants to get into gaming, but they don't want to get involved with all the, you know, bells and whistles that is. Yeah, that is everything else. Um, What I want to touch on is how do you guys feel about them going with it completely digital? Now... I know that, you know, if you got the Founders Pack, which is like, what, $140? It's actually right there. not yeah. its not crazy high. And it's funny because people see it and they're like, oh my gosh, that's high. And it's like, okay, if you play you Fortnite... You just spent a couple years ago. <laughs> if, if you like, played any game, I'm pretty sure you dropped that much within like a week. Yeah. At least with the Stadia, you know, you're getting three months of their package. You know, it's already covered. And I think you get access to what their first 12 games at launch. So which are all old games, though, which which are yeah, all old games. But you get definitely. access to, to, to 12 to their 12 games. You get the controller, you get the Chromecast, you get there's something else that's coming in, the, in their founders package. Uh, and yes, they're they're all old games, but like. Like they said, you know, hey, it's for the casual gamer, someone who may not have played those games. I guess my concern with what the Stadia is going to do is, and as one of the articles I read stated, I'm afraid that if it doesn't do well within its first year, Google has already shown they have no problem going, well, okay, that's a bus, scrap it. And then just well, walk away. Well, Stadia is a bad idea. So you think it's a bad idea? So, oh yeah. It's a, it's a money sink. That's what it is. People who don't know what they're doing are going to get stuck in a loop. The only like how positive at, that I have I with Stadia. Stadia, and I I know that I'm like in a really weird situation where I travel a good amount for work, and for me right now, like what goes in my in my bag when I travel for work because I usually travel for like sometimes two to, up to two to three weeks at a time. Now that's that's a long time to be in a hotel room by yourself. Uh, and right now I carry usually my SNES Mini with me every almost everywhere that I go. It like it does it's not even hooked up at my house. It just stays in my suitcase all the time. I could see this being right. beneficial for for that, but then again because you're streaming all these games sometimes your internet connection is kind of flighty <laughs> in yeah, that's where the money sink starts in hotel rooms and from games that i've played like uh, you know with the because with playstation you can you know stream certain games um and it's it's okay but it's spotty and that's if you have a a solid internet connection so i guess for me the only thing is is I want really old games to play <laughs> because that way I don't have to, you know, rely on a solid internet connection. And yeah. I don't know if modern games can handle that until 
you, the United States fixes their internet problem, and that's a whole different issue. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, internet's for me. Yep. And we're not going there today. <laughs> I mean, so internet and bandwidth and internet data caps are the three money sinks that streaming in general, no matter what you're streaming to your PC, is the problem of. For anyone who watches the the podcast and has no idea what I'm talking about with bandwidth, imagine a river going into your house. Every person or every item that's connected to that internet puts a barrier in that river and splits it off in a certain direction. That way they can get that much of that internet for themselves. When you stream, you only have that little bit of river. So when you start streaming something, the river opens up and you push that barrier just a little bit farther in the middle of the river. That way you can suck more of that internet so you can have better quality of whatever you're streaming. It gets to a point to where it'll start limiting the other devices connected to the internet so much where it will actually start to shut down the other devices completely. That way you can have the whole darn river just to yourself. Now, going back to my earlier thing, if you're eight years old, or you're 14, 14 is probably a better, better thing here. Your parents are going to quickly realize what the problem is. And your 150 bucks of Google Stadia Pro or whatever it is down the drain. Yeah. Or if they want to rectify the problem for you, then they have to get better internet, which not many people are willing to do. Then you got the problem of, oh, I want all the internet. So then you got to go to Ethernet cord. And that just brings up even more problems. But if you can get past all of that, streaming is okay but i mean you're still paying ten dollars a month so let's say you play one game for five months right which is not hard to do if you're 14 and you love dancing fortnite dance oh god you know? Listen, you're speaking to the right person exactly oh, king rufus will sit here and play one game for a year so I exactly mean, so yeah. well, that's, within a that's year true. And, right so 12 the, the one of the games that they put on there i did uh-huh. play for an entire year because i needed to 100 percent it to okay, move so on let's to the next game. six months because half a year right that's 60 bucks you've already paid for that game you've exactly. already paid for that game now for someone like my father who does kind of like what you do, except he travels way more out of the country all the freaking time because he's a badass or whatever he wants to think. Cool. <laughs> he ten dollars. I work a at a bank. <laughs> would be really good, and a streaming platform would be perfect. So when he's at night, when he has insomnia and he can't sleep, pop it open, play a couple of games, go to sleep. You know? Oh, I like this game. Oh, I want to try this game. Oh, this game's new. Let me try this one. For people like that. It's a good idea. For everyone else, it's it's going to become a fad for probably half a year, and it's going to go right in the toilet. Yeah, I think their target market is just way too niche. You yeah, know, it's, it's too there's just There's just a few people out there who could find a use for it every single day. Exactly, and for people like that, they normally go to Nintendo and get a Switch. Exactly. It's like I, I love my Switch and, or, and I love retro gaming. Um, right. Like and so like my my the Switch or mini consoles they're fine for me. They're oh, perfect yeah. actually. <laughs> you can't add another console into a world where every possible niche has already been filled. The thing I was talking about with being mobile and stuff, 
mini consoles, handheld consoles. There's a few of them out there, you know. Yeah. Obviously, the most well-known are the PSP. I don't know if they still make that. Up. Probably not. And the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. You know? and Before the, that, and it the was Switch is solid. The Game Boy Colors. And, <laughs> For what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Switch is actually really really fantastic i mean i'm obviously from no you know from talking to me for this little while you probably know i'm well versed in technology those switches are very powerful they can they, they can do quite a lot for their little size you know they borderline console power on a handheld device that's crazy i mean yeah, that, and that's can, insane and you can put it in your bag and take it on the subway or do whatever you want with it it's right. And then you go yeah. home and people are like, yeah, well, I want to stream games at home. We got an Xbox or a PS5 or a computer. It, the niche has already been filled. It's, it's going to spike up to become a fed and it's going to drop like a hot potato or like a sack of bricks. Yeah. And I see how I look and if at they the Arcadia get... is how the Dreamcast worked out. They're yeah. <laughs> trying to do too much with too little. Yeah, yeah, but I Dreamcast love the Dreamcast. I won't let anybody talk bad about Dreamcast. <laughs> no, no, Dreamcast is probably pound for pound one of my is an amazing of all time. Right? But the problem with the Dreamcast was it tried to do too much at a time frame it didn't need to do it at. The Dreamcast would have waited that, two to three years. To <laughs> that too. The Dreamcast would have waited like two or three years. For Dreamcast. Yeah, this is true. There's so many. There's actually a lot of really good homebrews out there for for Dreamcast. Uh, if anybody ever wants to talk about that, I can't. Yeah, well, 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 going back to what he was saying, if the Dreamcast would have waited two or three years, it would have been in a better spot. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, yeah it would have been you know? a shoe in. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have made a fad for a was, while. That yeah, system but, was probably one of the first systems to have Wi-Fi capability. That system was one of the first systems to have damn near a cross-play like system, right? Not directly, oh, we're gonna do Dreamcast and PlayStation. No, but there were certain aspects where certain games could be played in different regards. Dreamcast there, was the first time I played online, and I thought it was the craziest concept ever. Yeah. I, I I played now, my cousin in nba 2k not no year behind that just nba 2k and i we all it's 2k (laughs) but but it it absolutely blew my mind i mean and we were playing it on dial-up internet because that's what you had to do now your gray hairs are showing Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned in dial-up, man. Mm-hmm. You're slowly getting hey. older over there, my man. No, I, I remember because I had to. I, I specifically remember it because we had to buy a new phone cord that could run from my brother's bedroom all the way to my parents' bedroom because we didn't have a phone outlet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so we had to go out. My brother and I had to ride our bikes to Best Buy to buy a, like a 40-foot uh, phone cord. To plug into the Dreamcast. Yeah, Ryan King Rufus bikes, is about to even have cars that old. I, I know. Look, bullet. <laughs> he's gonna have me literally. Rufus is gonna have me changing the title of this podcast to just "Old Dusty Dudes." At this rate, the way he's describing <laughs> running the phone cable. Some people probably don't even know what a phone cable is. Well, That's I, the sad part. <laughs> I mean, really, nowadays it's just an Ethernet cord. Yeah, like, that's what it's the equivalent to. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> but that's, I mean, um, that's exactly what it is. Just less, you know. There's no bandwidth. There's no bandwidth. Yeah. So pretty much the 
the Dreamcast was just ahead of its time. Stadia is behind the time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's Stadia. That's like, if Stadia would have launched in the place of, gosh, let's let's see when PS3, a four, PS3, four, Xbox I, 360. Yeah, like in that generation, right there. If it would have launched then, it probably could have competed with consoles. But the problem would have been it would have pushed consoles to do even more, which would effectively put it out of business. Yeah. Again, you can't replace PC. That's never going to happen. There's too many avenues that PCs are, are widely used for, not just for gaming, but for work included. That market will always be there. Can't replace it. Yep. Consoles can be replaced, but they're so, so ingrained in titles and contracts that you can't push them over. Like, what would the Stadia even launch? Like, what would... Who would launch an exclusive title on a Stadia? No one. It just no it one. wouldn't happen. <laughs> no one would want to sign a paper where that could happen. I mean, just look at the and... 12 launch titles for Stadia. Yeah, yeah, look how old they are. That's like <laughs> predicting failure. That's Those almost are all like AAA games. games. What, what yeah. I said in, in the group chat earlier was of the 12 titles, I've played half of them. And if I've played half of them, everybody has played half of them. Everybody's right. played all of them. When I looked yeah, at the list well, probably earlier, all like, of them. But these? like, I've played half and I buy one to two video games a year. <laughs> right. I mean, for people who need something to stream, it'd be fine. But for this current generation, like, look at the games just about to come out now. Uh, this, the new Star Wars was announced a little while back. If that were to be on Google Stadia, it would not do Ew. very well Ew. at all. Yeah. It would Ew. bomb. Now, you got to think about this. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, if that was on the Stadia, it would bomb. You can't have multiplayer services on a streaming game. That it, it, It's going to be crap. It's gonna, yeah, and that's you know pretty much you guys have all touched on the the weird weirdness I was feeling from from the stadium. And like I say, I I foresee Google just canning it, um, and literally like we just said earlier, it's gonna be a money sink because all that money because there's gonna be someone that's gonna you know invest their money in and all the people that got the founders thing because there's people out there that even if it bombed they they would collect it because they just you know collect anything gaming related. Um, so hipsters. Yeah, but then hipsters. it would literally serve no purpose because one, it's all digital. <laughs> so like, so like, once it's done, you've just got a brick. A, a brick. <laughs> there's a nothing. Paperweight. There's Ooh. nothing you can do with it, and that's the exactly. thing. That's why I'm like, okay, if they shutter it, that's just literally money you've burned, and that's like with any digital content, quite honestly. Um, which is kind of. I'm, I'm guilty of getting digital content, um, and I get the ease of access for digital content because where I'm at right now, we don't, I don't like the GameStop where I am at. And the Best Buy is like pretty much going to my Best Buy is like, that's an all day outing. Like if I'm making that trip to the Best Buy, you best believe I'm going to go see a movie. I'm going to get me some food. Like it's not, it's not exactly down the street. So for so me you're being game, bougie is what you're saying no because if i've got to drive 30 to 40 minutes to buy a video game that's 30 40 minutes there and then not counting traffic coming back 
Mm-hmm. You, you damn well believe I'm going to make it an all-day outing, which means I'm not even going to get to pop that game into my console or PC for at least another two to three hours. So basically, you're going to go out, buy some Froyo, call it a day, make it a date? Exactly. It's going to be a full-day endeavor if I go there because I don't have any of those convenience stores around me. So digital is more convenient for me because then it's like, oh, snap, this game is about to come out tomorrow. Eh, I'll pre-order it about an hour before its midnight release, and we're good. <laughs> and then I can download it. But on the downside of that is when consoles fade away, because like Ash brought up earlier, you know, they're a big staple. But at some point, consoles will fade out. Even the 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 manufacturer Sony, Xbox is probably the only one that is stubbornly trying to stay headstrong with consoles, but even Sony has hinted that they're trying to wean themselves away from consoles and merge and work with an already, you know, established like company to just like, hey, you make the console and we'll just help make you the games for it. And, you know, Nintendo, everyone knows like Nintendo's just going to do their own thing. Nintendo's going to do their own thing. Nintendo won't fade. Yeah, they have that market in their grip. Yeah. And if they ever loosen their grip, like Sony tried to push into it. With the PS, uh, with the Vita PSP, the portable PSP, PlayStation, yeah, and the Vita, and the Vita, yeah, the they PSP tried to push into it. worked out for them. Oh yeah, it did. And then the Vita, it really did. the Vita, they screwed up with the Vita because they didn't deliver on what its powerful potential was. Uh huh. Um, the Vita had power. It actually is still to this day more powerful than the Switch, but nobody's going to know that because they didn't make games up to par. Oh no, it's <laughs> not powerful than the Switch no. anymore. They just released like updates to the Switch and like their new line of Switches are, I mean, they're ridiculous, dude. Oh, now that now they they yeah. display in 4K. <laughs> I mean, they can Jeez. run 60 FPS in 4K already. See now consoles they... can't even do that. Well, see. some consoles, Xbox. <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> Xbox Shade. <laughs> see that's and that's when you go to the store. Yeah, but like, both of those consoles. So. It's fine because I don't yeah. even have a 4K television, so 4K right. is lost on me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. The TV in my basement is 720. <laughs> yeah, though, if, if they try to go into the handheld market, Nintendo has that in their grasp right now. You can't yeah. push into their land. They've always been the kings of it as long as they've been in it. Yeah. And, I mean, and their exclusive titles are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they will never get touched by anybody else. They probably have... I would say Sony is right behind them, but the problem with Sony is literally the American market because Sony has probably just about as many exclusives as Nintendo does. Realistically, the problem is we honestly don't get actually half of those. We right. get our American-based yeah. AAA games, but the Sony gaming library is massive in Japan with their oh, own yeah. exclusives. We just never get those exclusives. So for the American market, you know, Which Sony... Which is crazy because with everything being downloadable, it's just... Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> back in the day, I used to do it because I figured out how, and this was before I even, you know, joined the Navy and got to go overseas and actually just buy the games off the shelf and be like, oh, this actually does work in my system. Um, I actually <laughs> well, yeah, had eliminated region locking with what PS3, right? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I had actually had a Japanese PlayStation uh, store account. I figured out how. I looked it up online. So I was like, oh yeah, this PS1. You didn't even need anything. All you had to do, because you know how the, oh, if you open up the PlayStation, 
if you had a spring, right? There was a little nodule in the PlayStation that if you held a spring, the spring down on that nodule, your disc will still run. With that being open, with the disc open and that nodule pushed down, it will run whatever uh, region unlocked games that you wanted, as long as it was pushed down. It was a factory default, not default, but it was a factory setting on the PlayStation. But they didn't want to announce that because of the fact they're like, hey, if we have people buying games from this market, the Asian market or the Japanese market, which I know it sounds weird for me to say that, but the Asian market and the Japanese market are two different things when it comes to PlayStation, when it comes to gaming for them, right? The U.S. Yeah, market I mean, would lose And all funds. those early disc systems are pretty easy to to get around region locking, you know, like I, because I remember when I was a kid, I looked up how to unlock my PS2 so I could just play the Dragon Ball GT fighting game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that quite I well. wanted nothing more than to play that the uh, Dragon Ball GT's fighting game for uh, PS2 before, because that came out before uh, Bukudai and some of those other ones yeah. uh, came out. And I was just like yeah. obsessed with Dragon Ball Z at the time. And I was like, I need this in my life. And so, you know, I found a kid who in my school who like was from Japan was going back there. I had him buy the game for me. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. The whole the whole move from discs to downloadable content was purely, purely a money grab because people couldn't give their discs or sell their discs to their friends or GameStop or return them and use them. Then they started to lock your downloads to an account. Then they were figuring out people were downloading their accounts to other people's games. So then they had the IP locks on certain games, which that has kind that started and it went away very quickly, which I'm glad for. Right. Right. That brings in a whole other thing that they're everyone's trying to capitalize off the Internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at this. Like, Netflix came out, right? When Netflix was announced, people were like, what? I can watch movies anywhere the hell I want? That's amazing. One good idea has now led to... Everyone and their mother having a streaming service. Right? Hulu. <laughs> uh, what else? Crunchy Disney Hulu. that just came out Disney today. Disney launched Hulu. today. Disney, Disney CBS Plus. Access. CBS. Uh, all this crap. It's all just going to increase the expenses of the average American person. Yeah, Mommy, they all do it I want to watch Disney Plus. Okay, here's a Disney Plus subscription. Mommy, I want to watch Futurama. Okay, here's Hulu. Here's Hulu. I want to watch anime. Here's Whoa. this. Here's this. Take it all. It's like before you could be like, okay, here's 80 bucks. I have cable. Go pick through hundreds of fucking thousands of channels. Well, Hulu got now, a like, little s- smart and they did a partner kind of thing with the Disney Plus. And with uh, they- yeah, so so Hulu but, is playing the field right now. <laughs> yeah, Hulu has a better the thing grip is, streaming service. Yeah, and they and like all the other Hulu. add-ons with Hulu because you can get like a Stars add-on to Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe there's like a Showtime or a Cinemax. I don't, I don't know yep. because I don't Cinemax. have those ones. Yep. Um, yeah, but Hulu's yeah, getting their money. They they know no, how it absolutely. works. Absolutely, they're plus live Hulu. TV, which you know there's there's still a market it's, for live television if you're right. i mean it's basically sure. just sports now it's the only reason that i have live television yeah. is so i can 
watch live sports, but uh, <laughs> no, sports are coming to streaming too. They oh, already announced oh, NFL's, I mean, NFL's gonna launch their streaming platform like next year at some point. Yeah, so it's like, and that what? that screws over Directv. Uh, oh yeah, because the long for the longest time, the only reason that my parents had Directv was uh, NFL Sunday Ticket. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah, right. You know, and the MLB has a great streaming service where you can I pay uh, like fourteen or. It's like, I think I pay $40 for the whole year and I get every single out-of-market game and then as long as you have a VPN, I get every single game. <laughs> yeah, it's like Hulu is doing what Nintendo does right now. They Pretty found a much. market, they wrapped their fingers around it, they've dug their claws into about everything they can mm-hmm. and they've got a solid grip on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything you want that Amazon can provide for like shows and television stuff you can go to hulu pay a fee get those plus more yep. now there are certain like prime you know prime this so prime that but amazon prime that. is used for so many things so many goddamn people have it i have amazon prime because i have a credit card with them and i shop and i do my grocery shopping on amazon yeah like <laughs> yeah it's just and that's the that's it, a whole thing that I could get into, and until Amazon gets broken up, they're not going anywhere. And oh, Amazon's yeah. not going to get you broken know, and, up. And I know that they're, exactly. even though their streaming platform isn't the best, uh, it works. It, it it does work. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's not the most user friendly. Like God, no. like the, you know, just like on like we have a Roku television in our in our house, and hey, same here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I I love it. It's I got it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, jeez. You, you know, but like, just trying to find out what is Prime Video versus what we're renting is like oh, yeah. nauseating at times. It is. It oh, is. it's a pain in the ass. Completely. But people like Disney. Disney. I know Plus this because my right. my lovely wife ordered Paranormal Activity for the other day. <laughs> oh God! But Disney Plus is doing it right. They have tons of stuff they're putting on theirs. Lots of it kids. Lots of it aimed at teenagers. Lots of it aimed at adult content, whether it be movies that have, like Star Wars, that have started way back when people were kids. And now have evolved into a hobby for older men and women alike and others. Um, they have their fingers in all those different markets. So they're launching their streaming platform. And I guarantee you, Hulu, HBO, Cinemax, all of them are either going to transfer over there. Or Disney Plus is going to get sucked into Hulu. And Hulu's going to make a deal with them. And then again, the superpower becomes even bigger. Disney owns Hulu. Oh yeah, Disney owns Hulu. So okay. the deal that they have right now is Disney Plus will have all their G, PG, and a couple PG thirteen shows and movies, right? Okay. Anything that's gonna be hard PG thirteen or R or TVMA is gonna be on Hulu. So oh, gotcha. they're talking about happened. making a yeah. They're talking about making a Moon Knight series, right? Moon Knight being one of the Marvel Knights for comic books, right? Moon Knight, there's no way in hell you could have that on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you have a sociopathic version of Batman who 
worships a uh, moon god that likes to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> He's not I wrong. can see my little cousin join uh, that movie. Moon Daggers. Show. I mean, There's no way in hell they could have that. They're talking about bringing back the Punisher, right? Oh, they yeah. want to make it rated R. But they're like, hey, we can't utilize the character for two years because of the whole Netflix deal and all that. Disney now is like, hey, once that two years is up, we're just going to put it on Hulu if we get the opportunity to reuse the character. Yeah, it's and just, that's what their intent is. That Punisher series was so good, though. It was. Just, it I, was. I just want it back. Because I like seeing people murdered. Oh, yeah, well, what's going to happen eventually? <laughs> oh, in the it made long me run, so happy. You're going to go from paying $80 in cable and $50 in internet to $80 in internet and $80 in subscriptions, subscriptions. to random streaming platforms. Yep. Absolutely. And all that's going to do I'm is almost almost there the average advocate expense. But you the know, problem because... is the internet is going to be capitalized beyond belief. It already is with people playing right. online and streaming on various stuffs. But like, think about seven years, right? That's about how long it takes for technology to make a significant leap. It was done in one year. It was done in four. Now it's up to seven. Every seven years, something groundbreaking happens with internet technology where it leaps ahead light years where it recently was. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. So in 2003, what did we get? I think that was actually the Xbox 360 that launched in 2003. That shook the foundations of internet. And then right when that happened, literally PCs, internet as a whole took a huge leap then in 2010 fiber was announced fiber optic has taken internet into a whole nother age it's just going to keep on doing the same thing and in 2017 we had something big announced too but i forget what it was i think it was just another fiber optic like gigabit internet or something like yeah. that but, and now just for cell services but we're working our way into the 5g yeah exactly it's just the internet yeah, is your, so your cell speeds are going to be or pretty much are faster than what your house yeah you know line was 10 years ago 15 years ago <laughs> it already sure. is yeah i mean if you look at it we've already seen a hint of the internet being capitalized that's with people using mining rigs um i'm sure you guys all know about mining that that drove the market crazy for a while. It was a huge staple with bitcoins and whatnot. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that one. I... Yeah, people were literally mining the internet for IPs that have not been used. That's crazy. If you think about how many numbers go into making an IP address, there's about it could be anything from one to about fifty-eight, and then anything in between. That was on dial-up. Yeah, you can have web pages that are thousands of numbers long, and the fact that hundreds of thousands of people were mining to find IP addresses that weren't used that way they could sell them is nuts. I mean, like you said earlier about the U.S. having internet problem, they're gonna have to beef it up. They're, we're gonna be under siege yep. soon. Welcome to the digital oh, yeah. age, boys. <laughs> <laughs> right, I robot. 
I'm gonna start building little mini robots. Oh my god! I'll be the star of Skynet. Don't worry. Oh god! I'll call it Don't worry. I still have my Super Nintendo. That only just requires a power outlet. <laughs> just plug it in and go. <laughs> Gone will be those days, buddy. Gone will be those days. All right. So the last just, thing. Just don't touch my uh, unboxed copy of uh, Earthbound. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. So yeah, the, yeah. You, that, you, that's in the collection. Yeah, it's you, in a plastic box. I was about to say you might as well keep that completely sealed. At this point, there is it's, no point in opening it. Well, it's I it's in box, but it, it it has been opened, unfortunately. But the box is still like graded at a pretty high quality. The box is still yeah. graded at over an eight. I actually but, have a PS4 game. At this point, I can't open it because I never. This game came out like right around when the PS4 came out, and I'm like. It was uh, Bound by Flame. I never opened it. Hmm. And I was uh-huh. like, I keep looking at it, and I was like, oh, I should. And something told me, it's like, at this point, I might as well not open it because in about 20 years, <laughs> when the PS4 is forgotten, and there's that collector somewhere, like collecting every PS4 game under the sun, I will have the, an unopened copy of Bound by Flame just sitting there. <laughs> I, I only have a few even like that topic, sealed though. games, but it, it it takes a lot for me to. But I also have unsealed copies of them. Like I have a sealed copy of Chrono Cross, um, a fir- first printing sealed copy of Chrono Cross. Same with Final Fantasy VII, a few others, but they're because I'm a weirdo. Gerald. Because <laughs> I'm old and I really, Even really if you like have it unsealed. There's a <laughs> they lost value because of re-releases. So like Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom 2, I got fucked over on that when they released it on the PS3 and Xbox 3. Yeah, but I mean most games you can release. I mean literally like every that, game that's ever game been made is on the internet via emulation. Uh, if you if yeah. you want it bad enough. <laughs> You know, or you can. Yeah, uh, but once they re-released it, it as a digital, it yeah. lost that value and it dropped it drastically because people were like, "Oh, I could just buy this for like fourteen bucks online. Fuck having the actual hard disc copy of it, and they happen to find a PS2 to play it off of." true because there was an outcry for you know the game and a lot of people just didn't have access to it at that you know at that time i mean when the ps3 came out when the ps2 came out a good chunk of us were probably still what in high school and some of us didn't have jobs to go get a ps2 and some people's parents were just like get video games no. oh no i had weed money bro like i said <laughs> I had- most of us most of us had no access to getting those systems and parents who either didn't want to or could not get those systems so we either had a friend that we had to go visit so we'd say probably like i was that guy that probably would have to go visit the friend who had a ps2 to play that copy of marvel vs. capcom by the time i could work ps3 time nobody had a copy of marvel vs. capcom 2 but doesn't mean i didn't want to play and it was still an outcry for that game to make an appearance again so Hence the re-release. It is a really good game. I still want the, the re-release Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Oh my gosh, I haven't played a Gauntlet game in forever. I played one just the other day. I booted up my PS2. Oh man. But you're old. Uh, <laughs> oh <my laughs> the tables have turned. Yep, that just happened. 
But damn it. <laughs> but uh, I have really, it on. Really... Uh, I, I actually just looked that up. I have it on GameCube. Yeah. Okay. In the collection. Oh. I didn't even know they had it. <laughs> but before we wrap things up, I know uh, one thing happened uh, today. Uh, Burn wanted to talk about pretty touch touch on it pretty oh. quickly. Good old Sonic, the Sonic movie, uh. that trailer. Yay! So, holy crap! The only reason I want to bring this up, right, is because people always say, "Hey, there's no point of having fan outcry because companies won't listen." All this other shit, right? Sonic was supposed to come out probably like September of this year. Fan outcry was. Hey, why does Sonic look like Peter from fucking Jungle? From oh Jumanji. my god. <laughs> right? Yo. He was so, atrocious. Right. So people weren't weren't having it. People were like, yo, this looks stupid. Why does Sonic look like a Jumanji character? Fix this shit. And what did Paramount and Sega go and do? They literally listened to they their fan base. That that and they were like, look, day, we actually. got y'all. Yeah. Come to find out, the people that did the animation for Sonic now were the people that worked on Sonic Mania. The, oh, yeah. Uh, it came out a couple years ago. But it was one of their better-selling, more recent console games, right? Highly favored, everything like that. The art crew and directors from that game was like, hey, we'll make Sonic for you guys. We'll do what y'all want for this game, for this movie. Just let us worry about the design and shit and how the animation looks. Now we have a character that doesn't look like Peter from Jumanji, but actually looks like the childhood character like that Sonic. we all know and love. Right. And this yeah. proves that one, <clears throat> even without the movie being released, at least in the sake of appearances, it can be done to make the character look, if not as at least close to true to form of their origin not trash right and not yeah and and not <laughs> what it was originally so this just proves it can be done and now it gives a, a pretty much a standard step for everyone to go when they go well we can't do that because but and thing the number two go. about this that i'm paranoid about is fans the people the same fucking people that complained about this movie when it was initially announced and when they initially had that character design need to go out and support the movie don't sit here and bitch about this movie right don't sit here and bitch about the design of the character and then not show up to the movie and the movie flops because now it's pretty much a fuck you to these people that worked hard on giving the fans what they wanted I don't know about you guys, but I was one of those people that bitched about it and seeing that they actually went back, took the time to fix this. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it first week. I don't know how reliable the source was because I only read it in one place, but they said that everyone who originally did the animations and the art styles for Sonic originally had actually got let go from their roles to bring in new people they weren't just put on the side as collaborators they were actually completely let go and it's like whoa i could believe that <clears throat> so what i'm worried about i believe that with that kind of now fans having power over people's jobs and yeah what this is going to mean for future animation movies oh this this animation doesn't meet my my standards let me go make a reddit outcry rally a few hundred people 
and get these people fired that way we can have better animators so the reason i see that being different and not being as big as a factor right so a couple hundred people yeah a couple thousand yeah all right cool come someone's gonna bitch no matter what there's always gonna be somebody bitching about how insert childhood character here right well yes yeah. you're we never gonna make it that's what it's made for right right isn't that what twitter is for like just just being upset <laughs> that's what reddit's for twitter's for reddit, yeah, reddit's, for, go reddit's for being upset twitter's a mixed bag of things my first twitter is a very twitter dangerous have place a big enough butt. i'm mad <laughs> right pretty, so like much. i can see where you're getting at but the reason i feel it's different though with sonic is there was no positive about how that character looked yeah i don't think anyone defended it nope i, I don't Not like i showed it to my father who grew up from on sonic movie. and like he looked at it he goes dude what the fuck is your generation like my games <laughs> right <laughs> like, shut up <laughs> yeah i mean some like of my, even my the actors from the movie was like, from sonic that shit was weird looking yeah it was it was bad he had teeth he had teeth i mean that he was has a bad teeth drug still. trip yeah. yeah that was a drug trip that's all this that was is sonic this is sonic on cocaine don't be like cooking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, he went through. You know, imagine if they would have kept it like. Maybe that. they were just yeah. like trying to uh, capture the essence of all the recent Sonic video games, in that it just being garbage was trash. Yeah, shit. Oh, no, I stand by the shit whole. On shit. I just stand by the whole. It was Sonic on crack, and they had to send him through rehab, <laughs> and now he's off crack. <laughs> And he's good to go. <laughs> now he's clean. Now we're now good. Clean. We're good. We got we we got what we needed. We got what we wanted. I for one, I didn't uh, internet wise bitch about it. It was more of like an internal bitching. Um, but I do want to see it. I am gonna go and see it and support. So yes, guys, if you were on the bitch train about it, go. Support. You better go see it. Go see it. Don't. Don't right. be that person that does the whole wah wah train, and then when they go and they fix it, you're like, okay, I'm gonna just wait for it to come out on digital. Like then, and don't pirate then don't, it. Then don't, just, don't complain. That's... Yeah. Right. So, so how I feel about this is similar to how I feel about those people that bitched about Terminator needing to have James Cameron involved with it. Look at Dark Fate. I feel like wanted. I feel dark people, fate people bitched. No, people bitched so hard saying, hey, James Cameron is a part of it. We don't think the rest of the series is canon. Da 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 da. Blah blah blah. Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't there. Linda Ham- uh, yeah, well, together in this I, one fucking movie. And what happens to the movie? But I feel I, when I say I feel dark fate flop, not because the movie itself wasn't good i feel that the standards people didn't fucking support that they bitched about exactly the people didn't they and they had their own personal standards the problem with and this is the kind touching on the conversation we had a little bit last week and it's going to be its its own rabbit hole which kind of gives leeway for another future conversation there's a standard we are all in right now that a lot of people are going to go no that's not the case but it is this is the standard we're in right now are you better than or equivalent to the cinematic universe of marvel nope 
that's that's where we're at right now that's the phase we're at right now the only here's the thing right joker did good joker did really really good surprisingly but people so, are calling related. joker a comic book movie but that movie but that's is thing. legit any fucking 80s scorsese movie about somebody with mental illness but how many people let us be completely honest besides deep comic book fans and people that look at it from that standpoint are going to see it that way people went to go watch that movie <laughs> this joker and that's the only reason why people went and saw the fucking movie i like the movie right but i don't look at it as oh shit this is a movie about the joker yay 90% of the people that went and saw that movie were their fucking wannabe hipster motherfuckers that was like, oh shit, it's a movie about the Joker. Let me go see it. And now, granted, good job on them for becoming the highest grossing rated R comic book movie of all times. But at the same time, what correlation other than couple names here and there did it have with the character? None. Oh. I mean that's all it, that's all it needed to carry it. That's all it needed to carry. I mean, Deadpool did better. <laughs> <laughs> Fair oh enough. God, like I'm bombs. But see, but I like that he said that because Deadpool legit wasn't marketing itself based off of namesake as a comic book movie. No, it, Joker. It, it if you like, literally we are the Deadpool, and we're gonna show you what Deadpool's about, and it did a fantastic right. job of doing it. Mm-hmm. Joker was like, right. "We're the Joker," and everyone's Joker... like, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, Joker. <laughs> literally, all that movie is. You could literally take out any aspect of Gotham and the Waynes, and you still have the same fucking movie. If you eliminate <laughs> yeah. the name the Joker in that movie, that movie doesn't change. Yeah, you could call it the Waynes. Right. You could, or you could just take out any character referencing to Batman or DC, and that movie would still be the fucking same. It would still be a good-ass movie with no correlation with that character. Deadpool, if you tried to do the same shit and take out certain aspects of that character, it completely takes away from that movie. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that character fits in that movie and that movie alone. Right. And that's not what the Joker reinforced, in my my opinion, of course. But also, for the most part, most of us, once again, be playing minor, paper-thin devil's advocate. We know what we expect from the Joker because we grew up, you know, watching and reading these comics so we know i'm still an avid comic reader you know my take on every person that's ever played the joker and you know damn well if i went down that fucking rabbit hole somebody's gonna be like fuck you burn your piece of fucking shit but that's exactly that's (laughs) that's kind of exactly exactly my point because like i said when i go to a movie i intentionally especially a comic book movie i go with zero expectation i go blind I go, I go I went zero in expectation, and I don't, I don't expect, honestly, I don't expect them to stick to the core material. Like, the only yeah. reason I enjoyed the Christopher Nolan Batmans is because, hey, it's Batman. I like Batman. 
Mm-hmm. I was about to I'm say hi. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enjoy. Keep your mouth shut. You know I'm what going, the fuck it is. But Keep your mouth thing, shut. And, and that's the point. That's that's where that that tug of war begins because because pretty much if you go in. But I went in with that same expectation that you did. But, no expectation. My problem with that verse is what carried that movie had nothing to do with the main character. So here's my thing. Was it so much the movie or the praise that people gave the movie? I have not paid attention to the praise that the people gave. Because if people, I, I, I strongly feel like if, they you go in, released. if you go in blind and you go with the whole purpose of I'm just going to watch this movie. I'm going to see how this plays out. You leave it. You either enjoy it or you leave it and you, you're like, eh, or you leave and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was a piece of garbage. And the problem will be like where you said is a piece of garbage. The person behind you might say this was the best thing they've ever seen. And of course, headbutts. Right. That, that, I feel always all be those movies are eh. Yeah. I feel every one of those movies was eh at best, right? Well, the problem is you've also been exposed to Marvel. And that's exactly the argument well, that I have been making right. probably for the last several yeah, podcasts. You're exposed to a company that put so much effort, writing, time, resources, money, everything into making this universe feel as personal as they could possibly get it. I walked out of Black Panther. I watched Black Panther on a Tuesday during my lunch hour. Right? I sat in a whole group of people who were all dressed in business clothes doing the same fucking thing that I was doing. It was the weirdest movie I've ever watched. Everyone was completely silent. No one cheered. No one clapped. No one did nothing. As I was walking out, I heard two people be like, dude, this movie fucking sucks. This movie was a waste of our time. We're going to ask for our money back. Literally everyone else in the theater was like, dude, this is fucking amazing. And I was like, there's always going to be those one or two people that disagree with something right. that everyone else consciously agrees is good. Mm-hmm. But yep. on the same level, so like I walked into watching Batman vs. Superman, about every person, including myself, walked out of that movie like, eh, this could have been a whole lot better. When's Avengers? So, <laughs> Batman vs. Superman, you know, I'm probably the worst person to talk about because I am not, I will be the first person to admit this. I am not a fan of fucking, what's his name? The director. I just can't think of his fucking name oh, right now. Yeah, Rabbit Hole. Let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of his. He's the okay. greatest, vi- he's a great visual director, but in terms of writing, nah. Good old Zack Snyder. Just, yeah. Yeah, Zach the writing could, fell flat on a lot of accounts. But people praise the Ultimate Edition. But the Ultimate Edition really didn't add anything. No, but the Ultimate Edition added in a few bits and pieces that actually complete the story quite well. They they I, literally I feel like... sealed a lot of holes. That, exactly, exactly what you're saying. They sealed a lot of holes that they had. But like, Marvel, oh my god... They get it right the first time because they have so many hands on deck. Yeah. Have you ever actually sat there and watched when Star Wars ends, all those names and stuff, and then you did Marvels as well? A, Marvel has a teaser at the end, so you might want to do that anyway. B, the <laughs> list is actually the same length, if not longer than Star Wars. Now go watch DCs, any one of DCs. The list is considerably smaller. 
they don't pour that much in their shows because they have so many other avenues to pursue. Yep. Marvel is kind of like, this is ours. We're going to capitalize off the shit. We are going to take the movie industry, the superhero industry, in our grasp. We're going to dig our fingers in and we're going to tighten our hold. Yep. And that's what they did with the, what, 28 movies? I mean, uh, Iron Man <laughs> 1 yeah. all the way through Avengers Endgame. They I mean, own Jesus. they own the movie industry right now, and it's the they own the superhero. They, they they own the superhero movie industry, which is pretty much the standard for probably the next couple years. Which is going to be ridiculous, yeah. Because I mean, they partnered with Sony. Sony's cameras got I'm I'm tech guru here. Sorry, their cameras are amazing. I've used so many of their cameras to do so many things. My dad is an avid photographer, right? Sony beats so many people once you get into the professional level of things. And the fact that they yeah. shot the stuff, they shot the films in 175 hertz at 4K upon shooting and then higher resed them when they got in the studio is fucking ridiculous. They were 8K being reduced down to a screen so okay the render resolution was 4k meaning you were watching a movie in 4k but the actual resolution of that said movie or clip is 8k meaning that you're seeing probably double the amount of pixels for the space that you're normally used to seeing so the image is going to look sharper clearer smoother and more rich and that's exactly what they did. And that is so hard to beat. It is unfathomable. That's awesome. I didn't know they did that. The bar, yeah, it's the fucking bar has nice. been set. And that bar is expensive Sony. as shit. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, that's that's where we're at. But everything comes down to money. <laughs> it does. It does. Yes, it does. But guys, we are at the end of the show. We have reached the end uh, once more for this week. Guys, awesome episode this week. If you guys want, I, I would I would really appreciate it. If you guys want to help support the podcast, check me out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Hitachi266. That way you guys can get access to the podcast the day we record. Right then and there for you guys. Ash, thank you for so much for joining us this week. Really appreciate Absolutely. this was a this was a really good conversation. This opened up like so many avenues for like other podcasts. Also, <laughs> I enjoyed. <laughs> I will be putting posts up on the Patreon, and I will also be putting up some posts on the Discord as well. If you guys are trying to figure out how you can find me and what the heck a Discord is, do you go to itachi266.live. That is my website. If you go to itachi266.live, you can have access to all of my links, my feed, as well as my Discord. That way you guys know every time I'm doing something, every time I post something, and what I am up to, and probably get a little sneak peek at the shows uh, before we air them. Who knows? Yeah, but can we get a little sneak peek of you? Negative! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, thank you everybody so much. You guys stay safe out there, and we will catch you on the next episode. Later. Bye!
What's up, everyone? Itachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Itachi2661 and Instagram at Itachi266TTV. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at patreon.com slash Itachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.